The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. I have to confess to you, you see, Pastor Severio reminds us that, that, that Advent historically was celebrated as a mini Lent, a smaller time of self-examination and renewal, a time of, um, in preparing to celebrate Christ's birth, assessing where we are in our faith journey so that, so that we might be renewed in that journey so that the, the power and presence of Christ might be restored within our lives. And, and so I have to confess to you that I am a stickler for saving Christmas music for Christmas. And it's Advent. And I have wrestled and struggled and been up against that wall for 25 years as a pastor because most of the world starts praying playing Christmas music on Thanksgiving Day or before at Halloween Christmas decorations Christmas decorations are out in September in the stores well I my first confession leads to a second confession on the playlist in my car on the Monday after Christ the King Sunday, last Monday, seven days ago, I switched it to my Christmas playlist. Now, there's, there's only two artists on that playlist. Amy Grant singing Breath of Heaven and the Vince Guaraldi trio playing the soundtrack, the musical track from A Charlie Brown Christmas. That's what I'm listening to for, for my ad, Advent driving time. And I'm listening not to celebrate Christmas early, but to prepare to celebrate Christmas rightly. Pastor Severio left a note on my marker board in my office that says, jazz begins with the scale. Amen? Come on, choir. Don't just sit there. Join in. Amen? Jazz begins with the scales. And, and Vince Guaraldi, one of, one of, the, one of the songs on, on, that, on that CD from A Charlie Brown Christmas is O Tenenbaum. And if, if you listen to it carefully, you, you, can, you can hear the first time through it's played on the piano as composed. The second time through, Mr. Guaraldi adds a little bit of style and a little bit of syncopation. And then for about three minutes and five seconds, all bets are off and it's improvisation and fun with the scales and, and stepping aside on the piano to support the bass and the drum, allowing them time to shine and then coming back to full resolve the last time through, mostly as composed, but with some of the riffs 
from the jazz improvisation time into a finish with a flourish. Doesn't that sound like a great way to prepare to celebrate Christ's birth? Beginning this first Sunday of Advent, as arranged, moving ever closer to that great night when we celebrate the fulfillment of all of God's promises in the birth of a helpless child and the flourish with the finish. Interesting to note about the production of a Charlie Brown Christmas. The, the producer, I want to get his name right, Lee Mendelson, and the lead animator, Bill Melendez, went to Charles Schultz as they were creating that and said, we're concerned about the storyline. You see, you have Charlie Brown asking, doesn't anybody know what Christmas is all about? And the response is Linus reading Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14 in the King James Version. We don't think, I mean, we think that it's dangerous to start talking about religion now. This was in December of 1965. You know what Charles Schultz said in response? If we don't, who will? And on December 9th, 1965, when the show aired for the very first time, it was the second most watched show that week. And there were, abiding in the fields, shepherds keeping watch over their flock. And suddenly appeared before them an angel, and they were sore afraid. Do not fear, for I bring you good news of a great joy. For this day in the city of David is born a Savior, Christ the Lord. Mm. Second most watched show, but we dare not start talking about religion. Advent is the beginning of the liturgical calendar. This is the first day of the church year. This is how we begin our new year together in worship and at table with self-examination and renewal, with proclaiming God's promises that as we continue to live forward into God's preferred future, we might find deeper faithfulness within ourselves we might find greater reach into our community and we might find stronger connection with God, with one another, and with all of our neighbors. It's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. My friend Kate Matthews says, the kingdom of God is where everybody has enough and nobody has to be afraid. And, and, and I, don't, I don't know exactly why in 1965 a Charlie Brown Christmas was the second most watched show in the States. 
But, but I imagine then as now, we live in a world that is hungering for peace. We live in a world that is, is tied up in knots within and of itself, that is longing for a time where there isn't a struggle of some kind, some place. Where there isn't war, where there isn't persecution and prosecution for faith practice. Jeremiah 33, in our reading today, God promises that day, the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And God goes on to say that God will raise up a righteous branch. Now, the Israelites, before and during and after the Babylonian captivity, in the time frame that this was first proclaimed, were longing for the restoration of the Davidic kingdom. When, when the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Israel were at their greatest. And they named that king Messiah. As followers of Christ, we, we know that and believe that Christ is Messiah and, 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 and that as we heard last week in the Gospel reading, in Jesus before Pilate, his kingdom is not of this world, but, but we still live in this world. And yet we proclaim a kingdom that is beyond us, that envelops us and encompasses all creation. as we prepare to celebrate Christ's birth and long for his return, we come to know that in our world today, we and all of our sisters and brothers are called to become that righteous branch, to live in righteousness and to practice justice. In Bible study on Thursday, I said, what, what does that word righteousness mean anyway? And somebody said, that's being right with God. And what we might call our vertical relationship. Knowing that, that, that God loves us and calls us and invites us to holiness of heart and life. I said, well, then, then what in the world is justice? And, 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 and they said, that's living right with one another, with our neighbor, and with strangers, treating each other with fairness and equity. As our children know, sharing and showing the treasure of God's love in our hearts, in all that we do, among everybody we encounter. You might call that our horizontal relationship in the world. And I don't know if you can see it from where you are. It sometimes disappears in the stained glass, but right above our altar is a cross. 
that shows both the vertical relationship we share with God and the horizontal relationship that we share with each other and with all creation. And it is on that cross where Christ sacrificed his life for our sake and for the world's sake. And it is from that cross that he was taken down and buried, and from that grave Christ rose to ascend into heaven in where he waits to bring final victory to all creation. So I, how, how do we do that? How do we, how do we live in rightness with God and with justice among all people? Sometimes I get to preview things before we publish them. This time I was a little late. It went out before I had a chance to read it, but I'm thankful that I read it. Pick up a spire if you haven't read it. When you get home and get to your email, open it up and, 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 and read it. I, I want to share the words of, of the front page, the front page story. Our sister Michelle wrote these. You learn all sorts of things when you listen, and sharing stories connects us and draws us closer together. The Christmas season is an excellent time to share a story with someone you see every Sunday but don't really know anything about. God made all of us different, and the more we know about each other, the more we love, we can share, and sharing love is really what life is all about. There you go. Share your story. Listen to someone else's story. And, and, and it, might begin, it might begin this way. You know, I have grown up in church all my life, and every day of my life I have always known God's love. That is a faith journey. It, it might be something entirely different. My, mine, mine is, you've heard some of mine before, I, I didn't grow up in a household that practiced faith. We might be considered God-fearers growing up. And when we started, when, when we moved to Houston, I started attending Pine United Methodist Church because our friends were youth counselors and they said I could go to youth group with them or I could find a new place to stay. We didn't have a home yet. <laughs> I was going to be out and about in Houston, Texas, and I knew six people. I went to youth group. But it was in that place that I heard the story of Jesus Christ in a way that it made my story worth telling. And each and every one of our stories is worth telling. So I invite you, if you don't have a place to rush off to after church, hang out a bit. If, if, if you can and you will, make an appointment with somebody to grab a coffee or a cocoa or a meal this week. Show up early next Sunday morning about 9 o'clock and we'll share stories in the narthex. To listen 
take some time to tell. See, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know if we will change the whole world and stop wars and persecution and, and angst in, in, in any place else. But if we don't try, right here and right now to show and share the treasure of the love of Christ in our lives. If we don't, who will? Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.